Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Neptune Rising. I am your host S, Christina Farella, and this week we're going to be talking about the astrology of September 7th through 13th. So lots always to discuss because 2020 is just the year of everything happening all at once. This week, the kind of headlining event is Mars stationing retrograde. So we're going to be talking about Mars themes, how to handle them, how they might be coming up for all of us. Um, So, you know, other kind of things to be thinking about this week, uh, the fact that the moon is waning while Mars is stationing retrograde. Our energy levels are also kind of dipping down. We're kind of starting to spiral inward towards that new moon energy that arrives next week. Um, And the sun is making some interesting aspects, trining Jupiter and opposing Neptune. So always lots and lots on our plate. Um, And not to be forgotten, also on Saturday, Jupiter stations direct. So again, lots going on here. Um, So I hope that you are ready to just listen to me talk from my stream of consciousness about astrology for the next few minutes um, and bring you some supportive information for the days ahead. I hope that you're doing well as well as possible in this very wild world that we're all living through together. I think that, you know, one of the things that I keep thinking about these days is the idea of fatigue. At this point in the year, it's, you know, fall is going to start happening. I typically really love September. I'm a solar Virgo, and so this is kind of like, I feel like I'm in my my time. Um, but this year I'm finding myself really, really, really tired. And I think that that comes from a lot of different things. We all have our own rhythms with work and productivity. We all manage our stress levels uniquely. Um, and sometimes some of us don't manage our stress levels and we get to a certain place where we realize that we are just kind of tapped out. So That's been something I have been exploring the past few days for sure, trying to figure out what it means to really be balanced and be um, even just aware of the fact that I am tired. Um, As somebody who in sessions with people spends lots of time encouraging folks to like feel their feelings and be connected to their body, I'm realizing more and more that this is advice that I too really, really need to take. So Um, you know, from my heart to yours, I just really hope that I can continue to be a reminder of the fact that you deserve to be caring for yourself right now. You deserve to be having your voice heard. Um, If you feel like you have been burnt out by conversations or even actions that you've been taking around really, really important social issues, um, remember that rest is as important uh, as anything else right? As much as we need to continue engaging the discourse, we also need to care for ourselves. Um, Adaptogenic herbs are also a really important tool to be using. So if you're curious about that, we can chat. Um, Just to make sure that your body is getting what it needs and that your nervous system can be soothed when it needs to be soothed. So I think that I always like to start this show just reminding you about 
what's going on um, with my offerings. As always, I invite you to come hang out with me in Patreon land. I have four different tiers of engagement. Um, you know, the very basic tier of engagement still gets you access to all of my educational offerings. Um, so I've been uh, making these little mini courses on the foundational aspects or the foundational components, I should say, of astrology, um, starting with the planets. That's the first one that I have um, sent out to my patrons, um, as well as giving out um, my daily astrological forecasts, daily writing prompts that are themed to the astrology of the day, and just, you know, having access to our Discord channel. And from there, uh, the kind of perks bloom. At the next level, the Uterpe level, you get invited to our twice a month um, moon meetings where we get to hang out with each other online, talk about the energetics of the lunation, and even do some chart reading together and intention setting. And it's super restorative and sweet and magical from my perspective. So I know I've been having a lot of fun with that. And then at the um, higher two tiers, there is astrological counseling, either every other month or every month if you feel so inclined, um, checking in with me on a regular basis about your needle chart and transits. So it's a very wonderful kind of um, portal that I feel has been opened. And I am really just happy to keep growing it. So if you're curious about that, check me out at patreon.com backslash eighth house astrology and you can see all of the offerings in detail. I won't bore you here. Um, the other big news of the week is that on Tuesday, September 8th, my introduction to uh, ritual and astrology class will be going live and it's going to be a live class so nothing's really going live I'm just going to be going on zoom um, with a bunch of people going through how to understand the relationship between your astrological chart and a ritual practice it's going to be super beautiful we're going to talk about the kind of energetic uh, vibration of each of the planets how ritual and astrology and witchcraft really all dovetail together um, where this practice comes from its ancient origins um, and what we can all do to identify what needs support in our chart um, going forward to build your own altar space and to build your own relationship with astrological energy. So tickets for that are $25 to $45 sliding scale, and you can find that at my website in my shop. Um, wonderful. Okay, so let's talk about the astrology of this week. Um, we are dealing with a bunch of significant moments in the fall of this year all coming together this week really September is kind of like I feel as though the image is something like these gears overhead just kind of like all snapping into place like one by one the kind of playing field um, is being set out for the big showdown of the winter which is going to be the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at zero degrees of Aquarius but we're not there yet. <laughs> We're still in September land and we haven't even really gotten that far into the month. So on Monday, September 7th, the moon will still be in Taurus as it is right now, Sunday, the time of recording. Um, this is a lovely place for Luna to be. On the moon, uh, sorry, on Monday, the moon's planetary day, um, we like to kind of feel as though we can restore ourselves a bit. Monday, traditionally, in our late capitalist landscape, 
is all about pushing and being busy and getting back to work. But if I had my way, you all would be sleeping in and probably not working on Mondays because I just think that that's more appropriate. Um, on Monday, though, the moon will be in Taurus, the sign of her exaltation. So this is a very juicy placement for the moon to be. She loves to take her time, be languorous and slow, like delight in physical experience and really just enjoy um, what there is to uh, be offered through the body and through color and through art and through food. Be luxurious if you can on this Monday with the moon in Taurus. The moon is going to meet up with Uranus on this day. So luxury may not be on the menu, but surprise might. The moon meets up with Uranus once a month every time she's in Taurus. So this happens all the time, but we may receive interesting news. We may receive a shockingly kind of radical change in perspective. Um, and we might get something unexpectedly that arrives on our doorstep. So keep your heart's ears open and leave yourself kind of available for things to shift. It's always good to kind of find a re-pivoting of the self when we have a Uranus aspect. The sun is going to trine the moon as they continue to form this waning pathway, this waning dance. The moon is losing light after last week's emotional full moon in Pisces. There is support here though between head and heart or between ego and emotion. So let yourself feel supported in your truth. Let things that feel authentic come to the surface and also invite things, invite feelings or beliefs or behaviors that you know don't serve you, go by the wayside if possible. It's an unburdening week as the moon continues to wane. The moon is also going to trine Jupiter on Monday, setting us up for some really lovely and fertile action. We can get some work done, we can feel optimistic, and we can feel like our borders are expanding. The moon trines, uh, or excuse me, the moon sextiles Neptune in the evening um, on the 7th. And so here we get to feel poetic and magical and creative. So use your empathy, connect with people who desire to connect with you, write a poem, sing a song, listen to your favorite record, do something that feels like it's coming from this empathetic and heart-oriented place in your body. On Tuesday, the planetary day of Mars, the moon is going to be void, of course, from about 5.45 in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon when it enters Gemini. When the moon is void, of course, it means that she is drifting unaspected between two signs. And when this happens, we don't need to do a damn thing. When the moon is void, of course, we are allowed to rest. And even like kind of furthering that when the moon is void, of course, things that we start that are brand new things kind of wind up having to be restarted. So let yourself just have the afternoon if you can, on Tuesday. It's a lovely time for wrapping up loose ends. So I'm going to be putting the finishing touches on my ritual class presentation at that time and then meeting with people at 4 p.m. PST on that day, which I really look forward to. That'll be my void moon practice on that particular day. But I believe that this can also be a powerful day of inner connectivity. 
Um, the moon is going to try and Pluto in the early hours, really when we're sleeping, and it's going to kind of set up this harmonious conduit of energy between the emotions and the sense of truth and authenticity. Pluto is the planet of darkness, revolution, death, and rebirth, but at the same time, there is immense reward in authentically engaging Pluto, who can bring riches if he is so inclined. So in a supportive aspect to the moon, Pluto is asking us to do some serious soul searching. So on Tuesday, let that find you in whatever way that makes sense. The moon is also going to try and Saturn. So this kind of way of feeling like we can get some work done, right? Me in my in my PowerPoint presentation mode is going to be typing away and fetching with um, outlines and making my notes all pretty. Um, the moon trying Saturn says that we can get shit done, feel mature, feel focused. So if you have something that you need to really kind of um, kick down, as people say, I don't know why they say that, something that you really need to get done, um, let that moon trying Saturn stabilize you on Tuesday. In the evening, the moon will sextile Venus, setting up this really soft, receptive, and romantic flow between the planet of pleasure and the luminary of emotional needs. So, feeling our feelings and vocalizing them is on the menu on Tuesday evening. Wednesday, the kind of big day of the week, right? This is the planetary day of Mercury, so it's a day of communication and reaching out, maybe traveling a little bit. However, we know and we have been looking forward to Mars's retrograde station for quite some time. So let's talk about it a little bit. Mars is going to be retrograde from September 9th through November 13th. It is one of the two planetary retrogrades that will be really grabbing headlines for us this fall um, as Mercury also stations retrograde um, in October and stations direct on Election Day here in the U.S., Hooray, we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Um, Mars is going to be retrograding in his home sign of Aries. Mars retrograde in general is an infrequent occurrence. In fact, this planet stations retrograde the least often out of all of the planets in the solar system. So the Mars retrograde experience can be pretty sticky. Mars likes to move forward. He is the warrior. He is the um, spear thrower, right? He's the phallic masculine principle. He is pure force. Um, I was going to say pure penetration, but that's just like very terrifying. So, you know, but you know what I'm saying. It's Mars. He wants to move forward. He is fire and fury. This is what's here. When he's retrograde, what happens? Well, Retrograde Mars can feel kind of like Mars deflated, Mars frustrated, or Mars digging his heels in and really sinking his spear into something in particular. When we think about retrograde, we think about a planet like moving backwards in the sky, right? But what we really need to understand is that Mars or whatever, ooh, my kitty cat just knocked some stuff down. <laughs> Mars or whatever planet is retrograde, Venus or Mercury or Saturn, um, etc., is really hanging out on a particular astrological degree for an extended period of time, bringing focus to that mathematical place, to that energetic place in our charts and in the transits of the world. 
So it's not normal for Mars to hang out at a particular degree for days on end. It's normal for Mars to really be like moving through the cosmos, knocking down, you know, a couple degrees at a time. But in the case of retrograde, Mars is really going to be belaboring degrees 28 through 15 of Aries um, through this autumn. So you can imagine it like the God of War digging his heels in and making our focus become highly attuned to the matters that are contained in our charts from degrees 15 to 28 Aries or 15 to 28 of any of the cardinal signs. So that is Libra, Capricorn, and Cancer, as well as Aries. Having this be the case, I believe that we are all going to be experiencing a lot of fire and fury ourselves. We have already been experiencing this in the collective, right? Mars has already kind of formed his first square to Saturn. He is already kind of bumping up against other planets as they have been moving through cardinal signs. Um, it's just not been a comfortable experience. And forget about the moon in any cardinal sign for the past like month. It's been really emotionally difficult. We're also seeing this kind of, um, you know, collect in the um, in the general like public experience. So much concentrated rage, so much concentrated um, bumping up against the wall of bureaucracy and the kind of bullshit element of Saturn, the power dynamic for power's sake element of Saturn. So Mars, you know, in this experience of his retrograde is going to be forming squares to um, the Capricorn planets. We have um, Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto. And this is going to really feel pretty heavy. I really don't like to give a negative forecast ever. But truth be told, this is the year of getting really frank, I think, about astrology and the forecasting of, you know, events um, by looking at the mundane astrology. Again, I am not a professional mundane astrologer. That is an entire branch unto itself, and I have so much respect for the astros who do that kind of work. But, you know, I too can read an ephemeris. That's why I'm here. Um, so I just want to say that you know, these uh, kind of forecasts are speculative, um, but coming from a very, um, you know, focused place on my end. So Mars is going to be causing a lot of trouble, like there's no way about it. And it's going to be trouble within our public, but it's also going to be trouble within our own hearts. How do we deal with burnout? And how do we deal with rage? And how do we deal with rage that has been bubbling under the surface for so long that now something that was once probably like you had a right to be angry about it and it was manageable years ago now is ugly and it is bitter and it has gnashing teeth and poison in its blood. So yeah, how's that sound <laughs> for our kind of... Um, know, complicated experience of Mars retrograde. I do think that, again, I do not want to um, sound any alarms. I do not ever want to stress anybody out with an astrological forecast. And if astrology and being tuned into the transits of the moment is freaking you out, please disengage. Um, I too have been, you know, immersed in this, um, but, you know, I'm coming up to the surface for bits of air. I'm making sure that I'm staying as grounded as possible, so I encourage you to do the same. I think that if you can focus your attention on 
what your own response to injustice and rage is in your own body, that will be important work that you are doing because that will inform the way that you express yourself as regards the collective, activism, justice, fighting for equality, making sure that the system that does not benefit everybody gets, you know, it's due at this point. Um, so I just feel as though it's really just uh, going to be a challenging couple of months. I think that um, we are going to be uh, tested in many ways. And so I encourage you to find a relationship to your own fire. Find a relationship to the fire that exists naturally inside of you. You contain all four elements, my friend, and you are allowed to be angry. Um, so exploring this is something that I will certainly be doing, I think, with um, my patrons and also just in my own life, my own writing. Um, I, in particular, have my Mars at zero degrees of Libra. Um, so that Mars placement is very challenging for me. I have a lot of uh, weirdness around getting mad. And I have an Italian temper or maybe an Irish temper. I'm both. So who knows what it is? I have a temper, but I don't know how to expand it appropriately or express it. And so this is one of my projects, right? Thinking about what this Mars does in my chart, this Mars that will be opposed by Mars retrograde this fall. So, um, you know, keep an eye on your needle Marses, keep an eye on your needle cardinal planets, and really truly practice um, whatever form of self-care makes itself available to you, makes the most sense, and, um, you know, stay true to whatever fire is inside your belly. Ah, wonderful. So Mars retrograde starts on Wednesday. Um, and I think that we are all going to really be feeling it. We've already been feeling it. So, you know, stay tuned um, and stay true to yourself in that space. On Wednesday, the moon will also form a trine to Mercury, um, setting up a healthy conduit of energy between our emotional core and our intellect. So we will be speaking our feelings on this day. On Wednesday, the sun trines Jupiter. So this will be an expansive and interesting moment. Um, this is a final aspect that the sun casts to Jupiter before Jupiter stations retrograde um, on Saturday. So you know, Jupiter is pretty still at this point. Jupiter is not really doing all that much. He's just kind of hanging out at his particular degree of Capricorn. And I think that we are going to find that it is, um, you know, maybe a moment of clarity around what needs to grow, what needs to be expanded so that we can move forward. So keep your heart peeled for that on Wednesday. On Thursday, the planetary day of Jupiter, we are going to have our last quarter moon. So this is a turning point in the lunar cycle. Um, I think that there is always a touch of crisis at this point in the lunar cycle as we are really kind of losing the light of the moon. We are unburdening ourselves. We are letting loose. But that kind of loosening can bring up some insecurity and some shadow. So with the sun square the moon, there is a conflict between emotion and ego. We might feel like we're feeling things that we don't really get, and that's okay if so. I want you to let yourself feel exactly what you need to, and also just be aware of the fact that you might be a little bit emotionally messy on this day with the sun square the moon. 
So that's here for us. The moon is also going to be squaring Neptune, which is the planet of confusion. So this really kind of marks um, this like fantasy vibe and the fact that our feelings will not necessarily be reality um, on this day in particular. I think there's always this tricky dance of like, your feelings aren't real, your feelings are fleeting, you know, people say that. I, I believe that, um, but our feelings feel real in our bodies. We have real somatic experiences around them. Um, so kind of balancing that perspective with the fact that um, it's okay to let things go, especially with the moon square Neptune. It's okay to let things just rest um, because more likely than not, your uh, true kind of conclusion or a true answer will make itself manifest later on in the kind of transits that we experience. So just be patient if you can on Thursday. On Friday, the planetary day of Venus, the moon will enter Cancer, the sign of her rulership. So this is a really super cozy week for the moon in terms of where she's hanging out, right? From Taurus's place um, on Monday through um, to Cancer on Friday. Of course, she stops in Gemini in the middle of the week. Um, but moon in Cancer, sign of her rulership. She's back at home. She can relax. We're feeling our emotions deeply and we are looking for a restorative and watery kind of emotional vibration um, on this day the moon will sextile mars retrograde so this is a kind of little electric shock or jolt of energy from that mars experience so we might be a little hot um, we might feel a little confused about that temper or that heat um, this is all possible on that friday the sun opposes Neptune on this day, and man, oh man, for all of my um, fellow Virgo suns who have been experiencing this transit of Neptune opposite the sun in Virgo um, for years now, you know, this is just kind of our annual experience, right, where everybody else gets to feel a touch of what we have been feeling. Um, Neptune opposite the sun is going to throw fog around our sense of sense and our sense of what is real, our sense of ourselves, and our sense of <laughs> what we really need. Um, Neptune is a planet of escapism, and so there's nothing really kind of coming through for us on Friday that is giving us a logical perspective. But with that said, we can do things that are more magical at that point in time, and I encourage you to do so. This is a spiritualizing aspect. This is not an aspect of like diving in and finding, you know, some kind of algebraic solution to your problems. No, this is a day where you'll feel as though the world is a dream. And so in turn, please let yourself be dreamy. The moon will square uh, Mercury on this day. So we will feel a bit pressed to have our emotions spoken. And the moon will also sextile Uranus. So, you know, this kind of electric jolt from Mars that the moon receives. Also, she receives it from Uranus, shaking us free of the status quo. On Saturday, the planetary day of Saturn, um, Jupiter is going to station direct. So this is significant because in order for the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction to happen, um, both Saturn and Jupiter need to be in the first degree of Aquarius at zero degrees Aquarius. Um, 
And so Jupiter and Saturn have been retrograde and now Jupiter is stationing direct. So it's like that first kind of like planetary locking into place, right? Jupiter is still going to be stationary, but will begin to move forward in the days ahead. This may bring a clearing of energy to people who have prominent Jupiter placements in their natal chart, um, who are Jupiter-ruled individuals like Sagittarius rising or Sagittarius suns, um, you know, or anybody with heavy Jupiter influence in their natal. I think that um, Jupiter retrograde is an opportunity for us to kind of think deeply about what our gifts are and what we are kind of trying to find expansion around. And now we'll have an opportunity to put that wisdom to use as we move forward into the autumn. The moon will oppose Jupiter in the um, afternoon, and we'll find that we're having these kind of like explosive emotions. Jupiter puts pressure on the moon to act, to do, to say, to leap, and we are going to be feeling like it's time to do something. So that sense of urgency can be productive, um, but just, you know, be mindful of how you're feeling in that space. The moon will try Neptune, bringing some kind of creative force to the situation. She will also sextile the sun as they continue to wane. So this is a further kind of unburdening moment from that solar and lunar dance. And the moon will oppose Pluto. So Saturday evening, we might be feeling a bit down on ourselves. We might be feeling a bit like the pressure is on, like we don't really know how to be our best selves or maybe even like our best selves are not accessible. That, my friends, is a bullshit lie. So let yourself acknowledge what comes up Pluto in a, in a hard aspect, in a challenging aspect to the moon, brings up insecurity and feelings of failure. So I want you to just feel, you know, like this is going to pass. Um, but it's also important to remember that arguments, fights, um, you know, and collisions that you have this time might be trying to show you something about what needs to be dealt with that's beneath the surface. Sunday. September 13th, the planetary day of the sun, the moon will enter Leo. Um, and this is a very warming uh, place for us. The moon's not super comfortable in Leo, but we'll be feeling our emotions bright and bold. With that said, the moon makes difficult aspects to Saturn and Mars. So the moon will oppose Saturn, bringing up, again, feelings of insecurity, kind of a continuation of whatever mess arose on Saturday night. Um, feeling like we're behind schedule, feeling like we're not really doing the right thing. Again, make yourself a list of everything you've accomplished up until this point. Let yourself be true to all of these things um, that are relevant right now. Let yourself feel a little bit kind of jagged. It's okay. Um, you know, Saturn likes a plan. So if you're feeling like things are not going well, letting yourself be in touch with what needs to be done in the future is just the best bet and that's all that you can do the moon will also clash with mars on this day and our tempers may flare as a hard aspect from mars retrograde to the moon activates our emotional core and brings us to a place of discomfort so kind of a bummer aspect to end this forecast on for the week ahead um, but you know this is really going to be a very important month for all of us to be as attuned to the fact that the skies are challenging as possible just so that you don't feel like it's something wrong with you i think that the astrology of this year has been designed to have us feel really compressed constricted 
triggered even, so that we can make significant changes. And with that said, I am not trying to spiritualize pain, loss, disease. Um, No, we don't do that here. But, you know, as a way of guiding you to make connections to your own astrology and your own astrological experience, it is really relevant to know that this is a challenging time. And when challenging things happen in the sky, we experience them in our own bodies and in our own relationships because the macrocosm reflects the microcosm and vice versa. So take this with you and know that you are plugged into something divine that is going through a turbulent transformational moment right now. So I'm going to leave us here. Um, I hope that this has found you looking forward to the week ahead. (laughs) And um, as always, if you have any questions or comments, I am available on all of those social platforms that we know and love. Thank you for listening and take good care.